Hi folks, David Waring and Mark Prosser here again with LearnBonds.com for this week's $200 billion worth of bond advice, the show where we talk about everything PENCO. Uh, this week I've asked Mark if we could start off with a video that we actually found, um, CNBC interviewed with Muhammad al Arian, who is actually the CEO of PENCO. Um, Bill Gross is actually not the CEO, right? Uh, I know they share the job of Chief Investment Officer and that everyone believes that uh, in a few years, Bill Gross will be leaving and Mohammed will be taking uh, the full reins of the company. So he is the guy, if you want to know what he's going to be doing five years from now, uh, you're really betting on, on, on Mohammed El Okay, there we go. So um, that's a good lead into the video. And the first part of the video, basically what he's saying is that uh, Washington's in gridlock. And so everyone is relying on the Fed um, you know, to uh, be the one place that saves the economy. And what he's saying is that, um, you know, if the politicians don't get together and do things on the fiscal side to help, then it's going to be an absolute disaster. And just to be clear, usually I think what you're, what you're talking about on the fiscal side is there's two sides of the point. One is the government can help the economy by pushing money into it, spending. Uh, the other way that the government can help the economy is by lowering taxes. Of course, right now, everyone's concerned with the, uh, the budget, that they are the deficit and the debt, and both of those solutions potentially will increase the deficit. Right. So, you know, this goes back to, you know, a lot of the things that Bill Gross was also talking about, which we're going to get into later in the show, um, about the Fed and, and basically um, thinking in the mentality of uh, front-running the Fed, basically, until that stops to work, and then what may happen after that. Front-running is uh, a trading term. What does it mean? It means uh, buying ahead of something that's uh, potentially going to happen. So in other words, if you know someone's going to buy a billion dollars for a particular stock because the current costs go up, you put in a trade before them based on the fact that they're going to be bidding the price up. That's right. Okay. All right. So let's go to the video. Okay, sure. So the dilemma for the Fed is like what everybody's having with the replacement officials in the NFL. We know they're not first best. We know that they are not the best ones out there. They are second or third best, but we expect them to be perfect. And that's the problem that's occurring with the Fed. We know that the Fed doesn't have the right tools to deal with the problems. They need help from other government entities, but the other government entities are literally on strike. They're not coming in. So the Fed is involved, but the expectations are so high that the Fed is not going to be able to deliver on economic outcomes. Well, what, how does that play out? What does that mean? It won't be able to deliver on economic outcomes. It means that we're going to see them engage more and more. So yes, we've seen QE1, QE2, we've seen twists, we've seen QE3. We will see even more with the hope that at some point the Fed would have ended up providing a bridge for other entities. If they don't, the investment theme is going to go from betting on the Fed liquidity to positioning for the collateral damage that the Fed will create. Um, I thought what you said about the NFL referees was quite interesting. Uh, not a perfect metaphor. Uh, I'm not sure if he's a sports fan, but I think the, the message uh, is very good. The message uh, that you know, monetary policy is not the best way of promoting economic growth. And essentially, that they really have to uh, use a tool in a kind of chaotic fashion in order to get the results they want. What Muhammad is implying is if you know they can do this for a while, if they do it for a while and you know and the government, the US government or the other governments of the world start doing their part, it's not gonna be so bad. 
then uh, you know, uh, run for the hills. Right. So basically, what he's saying is, you know, from a, from an investing or trading standpoint, is you know, keep betting on the Fed until the Fed stops to work, and then you need to bet on the failure in the markets that's going to come as a result. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. So let's let's go to the video again. So how do you invest around it if you are if we do see something materialize? Carefully differentiate what the Fed controls directly so that can impact valuations on the mortgage market, that can impact valuation in the treasury market, that can suppress volatility, and what the Fed can only impact indirectly where you're going to expect a lot more volatility. So scale it properly. Second, spend a lot of time differentiating because we're going to see a lot of differentiations going on within asset classes. And finally, be careful of the tail risk. So it's a very much a differentiation story. This is no longer simply betting on the market for the removal of the tail risk, which is what the story is. What do you think he's talking about when he talks about differentiation? I'm, I'm well, you know, I think he actually was pretty clear. You know, the Fed has a lot of control over treasury prices. They've got a lot of control over agency mortgage securities. But as you start moving into corporate bonds, they have a lot less control. As you start moving into stock prices, they have a lot less control. As you start moving into you know, economic growth. So what he's saying is, you know, the Fed will continue to be able to impact the price of the treasuries. What they won't be able to continue to impact is how you know, the stock market rallies are. Mm -hmm. So they might actually lose control of, of some things faster than others if inflation picks up and things like that. Totally harmful. Sounds good. So that's a nice segue into the Twitter segment of the show, mm -hmm. uh, which we'll go through. Tw yeah, Gross wasn't active on Twitter this week, not quite as active as he's been in the past, though. Um, and I think uh, probably the most interesting tweet that I saw all week was this one where Bill Gross says, Ride the Fed and the ECB's central bank wave, but be mindful. Waves crest and ultimately crash. So what do you think he's saying there? I'm, I'm not sure if that's a prediction or I who. <laughs> um, but you know, I think it, it's a repetition of what I said in the video. It, it, it's at some point, it's good for now, but this is not a sustainable situation. And the question is, when will that wave stop rising and, and lose momentum and fall back? And that's the real thing. It's really, you know, he's basically saying, now's a poor time to time the market. Right? You need to, you know, this is not a time where you can just set it and forget it. Um, and so that, that's what I think he's saying. So, you know, one of the things that we recommend at Learn Bonds is we're really more of a long-term buy and hold investing philosophy and not really for people that are looking into time and trade the market. So what, what, what do you think the advice to traders or to traders to investors should be um, who are in the market for the long term? Uh, well, there's different ways to time the market. Uh, one time market is, for example, is betting on treasuries, right? You can either buy or sell TLT, which is a, basically a proxy for the treasury market. That's one way to time the market. But there's also a way of being coming, instead of necessarily timing the market, being defensive. In other words, you know, you're going to still buy high-quality things, high-quality mortgage-backed securities, but you're not necessarily going to hold assets that when the Fed loses control, and it loses control, I think, uh, you know, given the history, they mean inflation starts spiraling out of control, uh, it will hurt you. So short maturity, short duration assets, uh, you know, probably, you know, what I would do is I would maybe shift 10% of, of my fixed income from something that, you know, was a little bit more uh, aggressive into something a little bit more defensive, a little bit more shorter term. Short term duration. Gotcha. That's good advice. Um, another good quote, and, and Gross is always, I think he enjoys writing these tweets. He's always very creative uh, with them. He says, 
money, real economy, no. Inflation, yes. So that goes back to what you were saying earlier, I think. With uh, It really sounds like what we talked about a little uh, bit in last week's show, that, that gross feels like the Fed's going to lose control and, and really kick up inflation big time. I agree. Okay. Um, this is, you know, that those are the two main things from Twitter this week. There's a couple other little things here and there, but why don't we move on to the Learn Bonds article for this week on Penco. What are we talking about? Sure. Before we actually get to Learn Bonds, there was a story that I found really hilarious. Uh, Bill Gross, uh, I believe, attended a conference by Index Universe as well, and he made, and, you know, we think of Bill Gross as the mind manager, but he's really a salesman. <laughs> and he basically said, you know, you know why, why in the world would you possibly buy uh, BOMB? Uh, I'm sorry, not BOMB, that's his fund. BNB and, and AGG, which are basically index funds, uh, when you could own the Pimco ETF. Uh, and basically, you know, I can't, yeah, I think the quote was something like, I can't guarantee you to do better. Wink, wink. I'm <laughs> very uh, confident. Yeah, I'm um, yeah, pretty so what you see here is, I think, uh, uh, you know, Pimco is directly going, you know, you know uh, with uh, BOMB, you know, they've lowered their fees a lot. And now they're going after all the money that's gone into these uh, index funds. So I think, uh, I think it's really interesting to see the war. You know, I think, you know, Bill Gross is starting a war with uh, iShares and with Vanguard. Um, so just interesting to see how that develops. Uh, and, and, you know, really he's, uh, you know, he's basically said, oh, my performance is going to be better than the index. Now, of course, every active manager says that. Right. Uh, you won't put your money in them. It wasn't. But I just found it really interesting that, that he actually you know, named names. Um, because, to, you know, I mean, in your opinion, are, are you guys know, uh, BND and HD good index funds? I think they're definitely good index funds in the sense that they do a very good job of tracking the index with a very low fee. I think the question that Bill Gross is asking is, do you really want to be in a bond index fund that is not looking out you know, for inflation or it really has no opinion on the market in a situation where interest rates are at all times go up lows and may have a lot higher from here. Good point. Okay. So uh, moving over to Learn Bonds then, what are we putting out uh, on Learn Bonds this week in our weekly Pimco article? Well, actually the, the, the theme was inflation and Pimco funds that fight inflation. And, um, or I should say Pimco bond ETF funds that fight inflation. Um, there are other Pimco funds that have an inflation orientation, but they're really real estate commodities. But yeah, you know, since we're, we're bonds, we are yeah, bonds. Right. <laughs> Um, so really, they, they fall under three different categories. Um, tips, which are your treasury uh, inflation protect securities, which by definition, you know, they, they move up and down with inflation. Problem with tips right now is all three funds that it has, negative returns. So you're guaranteed, so you know, to make less than inflation. Why? Because you have know, a bubble fund rise and falls with inflation, the actual yield is negative. So, you know, not terribly attractive, um, you know, any of the tips funds because, you know, you're, you're, the goal is to beat inflation, not to get, be locked into less than. Right. So the second one was short duration funds, uh, which they don't have negative yields, but when you put the uh, modest inflation expectation into the pot, two and a half percent, they all have negative yields. So, so you know, so so you know, I don't want to, I, I don't want to have 
there was one fund that, uh, that I think actually would give you a post-inflation, uh, or I should say post-inflation, if inflation is a modest level, uh, would give you a positive return. And that's uh, the HYS fund, which is a zero five year high yield bond fund. Um, we, you know, and that bond uh, is yielding about four and a quarter, four and a half percent. Wow. Uh, so if you, if you, but you know, it's a high yield bond fund, which means defaults are risk. Right. Um, we estimated that defaults would be around one and a half percent, or I should say, defaults would be higher than one and a half percent, but the impact on the fund's value would be about one. We add two and a half percent inflation, and then you, you end up getting a quarter and a half percent positive yield. So all the bonds. Now, if inflation comes right, you're saying, you know, we said, well, what if inflation comes? You have just figured in a two and a half percent inflation. Uh, well, the nice thing is that the the average duration of the fund is very short. So you know, unlike uh, typical conventional uh, BND and AGG, who, who have who, you know, inflation if interest rates and inflation pick up by one percent, they would lose five percent value. Here's a fund that would only lose two percent. So it's much it's defensive, yet returns a positive return uh, in a modest inflation. Okay, so what I'm hearing from you is you don't like the Penco ETF tips fund, but you do for inflation fighting, but what you do like is their high yield short duration fund. Well they have three tips funds, I don't like any of them. They have multiple short-term short-term funds, don't like most of them. I do like the high yield fund for high yield short-term. And does LB ratings have you rated uh, HYS yet? Um, not yet. Okay, I imagine that's probably coming pretty soon. Uh, I, I imagine after this video. <laughs> um, so you know, we'll, we'll probably wrap this up there. But uh, in one interesting closing note is that Bill Gross monthly investment commentary is coming out uh, next week, uh, and those have been followed pretty closely, especially after his cult of equities uh, piece. And let me see if I can find the tweet here. Says gross fiscal gap. Don't sweat the small stuff. U.S. faces a long-term fiscal Grand Canyon. More details in next Tuesday's investment outlook. Oh, okay. So we'll be back next week with the two hundred billion dollars worth of bond advice Pimco show, uh, where I'm sure that'll be a big part of the discussion. Awesome. Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching.